Welcome to HeartSpace, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach, and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need, and it's all in your heart space. Hello friends, welcome back to HeartSpace. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I am so happy that you're here and so excited to share this conversation with a pretty special guest today. Her name is Shelby Kulzer and she is a registered dietitian as well as a life and wellness coach. And we initially connected over Instagram and just really clicked. So After the first conversation that we had, which was amazing, and it was for her podcast, the Raise Your Vibration podcast, I'll link that in the show notes, I asked Shelby to come over and be my guest on HeartSpace. And so in this conversation, we talk about how she knew she wasn't on the right path when she was working as a dietitian and the signs that were really telling her that it wasn't right for her childhood wounds and inner child work that is very important to her, the importance of doing the inner work when it comes to manifesting our desires and the role that the subconscious plays in manifestation. We also talk quite a bit about fear and how to allow fear to be there, but doing what we want to do anyway, so not letting fear in the way of our dreams, how to Be more in alignment and Shelby's tips to live in alignment every day and how to protect our energy from energetically draining people and so much more. So I really hope that you will enjoy this conversation and go support Shelby on Instagram. It's at shelby.set.free, but I'll put that in the show notes as well as everything else we mention in this episode. And as you know, it means so much to me if you can just take a moment to subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify or on any podcast app that you're listening to this podcast on. And also, if you could take a few moments of your time to rate the show if you love it and if you want to share it with others so that it can just spread the love and spread the word to people who need it. Thank you so much. And without further ado, let's bring Shelby on. Hi, Shelby. Thank you so much for being on HeartSpace. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Me too. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and share my message with your audience. Yeah, I really loved our conversation when you interviewed me for your podcast. So I think it's going to be a great, great conversation. I'm so excited. I totally agree. It was epic and just felt really, really in alignment. You know, it was, it was a great mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, for sure. And I like to start by asking my guests a fun question. Okay. What was your morning um, routine this morning? Ooh, this is great. Um, so it's 6 a.m. in Denver right now. Um, so I haven't done my full morning routine, but I did a little bit of it. Um, usually what I do when I wake up is grab a big jug of water and some coffee. And I actually, I read and do some gratitude journaling for about an hour. So I did a little bit of that this morning. On a normal day, I'll also move my body. I'll do some meditation or breath work or some Reiki. I'm Reiki certified, so I'll do some self-Reiki. Um, mm. And then I, I start my day. Mm, I love that. Such a beautiful morning ritual. And since we last talked, um, we mentioned Reiki, and I am now a level one Reiki practitioner as well. Ooh. And I also practice self-Reiki in the mornings, and I love it so much. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy, and I've done it on a few people, and it's 
it's interesting to see and hear their their reaction to it because you know you have gone to so many reiki sessions and then to be able to do it yourself is a totally different experience as well and Mm. to get the intuitive hits while you're practicing on someone else it's really interesting to experience that as well yeah well I just started practicing on some of my close friends and (laughs) I love um how like there are certain because I I practice on certain people like on a regular basis so just (laughs) close friends for now but I love how certain um, like chakras or parts in the body always give me that same feeling, that kind of mm-hmm. heat. So I know like there's more, I need to put more like energy there and focus mm-hmm. on that area more. And they feel the same thing. So that's so crazy. I love it. Mm-hmm. The, the energy piece is just like, it, it, it's fascinating, you know, yeah. that we can experience someone else's energy while we're doing it. And, Absolutely. Know, beautiful thing. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about you and your story and what you do? I, I mean, I know a little bit because I've been following you, but for those <laughs> who don't know, can you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about, you know, your story and all that? Yeah. So I'm Shelby and originally from Minnesota, United States, um, grew up in a really small town I always had this knowing that I was meant for something more. And as a child, I would say it, it kind of got, you know, it, your, your parents don't necessarily understand. People around you don't necessarily understand. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. What do you mean? Or you're, you're, you're too cocky or, you know, whatever it was. Like it was, you're, you know, knowing that you're meant for something more from a young age. And I think we all have that knowing of like what we're really meant to do when we're little mm-hmm. and then having it stamped out. I kind of lost myself. So I would say my early twenties into my early, you know, early career. So I went to school for a registered dietitian, um, practiced nutrition at a clinic for mm. about three years. And that whole time when I was at the hospital, I, I, I was miserable. I would be, you know, energetically just drained every mm. day going to work. Um, I was, you know, partying on the weekends because I was just so, so confused and so lost of like, what am I really meant to be doing or what is my purpose here? Or what is the purpose of life? You know, just like really unclear of what, 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 why I was here, you know? And, and so I struggled for a long time and, you know, struggled with eating and body image. And I just, it was a really rough time for about, I would say 10 years and, you know, with, with, with light and beauty and fun in between that, but just kind of this always feeling of like, what am I really here for? Mm. Um, and so I hit rock bottom, <laughs> you know, my health was so terrible. I, I literally would go to work would be in the middle of patient appointments and I couldn't focus. Like I was slurring my speech. Patients would ask me a question. We'd be in the middle of a conversation, my phone would ring and I would totally lose my train of thought. I wouldn't even know what we were talking about anymore. So on a mental level, I thought I was going to lose my mind at 25. I was so foggy, so unclear. And then, um, got dumped and, and I was like, okay, I'm literally like everything that I thought was going to happen with my life. (laughs) Like I thought I was going to marry this guy. I thought I was going to, Mm. you know, be in this career for the rest of my life. And I was just like, and when I got dumped, it was a huge wave of relief, really. Like I was like, okay, it's time to start what you've been talking about for so long. Cause I've been talking about starting a business. I had been talking about doing my own thing, starting a functional medicine, you know, something like I just, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something I was meant to do. And so I, I started my business about three years ago. It wasn't fully in alignment. I would say that's, that's where I started, but it was what I needed to do to take the first step. So I started a network yeah. marketing, um, as a health and fitness, you know, health and wellness coach was, which was in alignment with my diet training. Um, and I really enjoyed it for a couple of years, but then again, that feeling of like, there's something more, there's something more Mm -hmm. kept coming up. So about six months ago, nine months ago now, I, I started doing, I had a woman reach out for life coaching and, and I started my second business that I'm Mm -hmm. now really, 
really in. And so I do some life coaching, I do some business coaching, and I do some online health and wellness courses where you get to talk a little bit more in depth about the functional medicine, about gut health, about um, healing the relationship with food, which is something I, you know, we teach, we teach what we struggle with. So I've talked about all the things that I've essentially struggled with. So gut health was one that I really struggled. So I launched a gut health program. Um, That's what cleared my brain fog or the relationship with food. You know, that was something that I struggled with for 10 years. And, and so putting that out into the world. Um, And it's, it's been really, it's been really beautiful. We were talking before the call of how, when you're in alignment and you finally have like that clear message of like, this is what I'm actually doing. Mm. how things shift in business so it was, it was it's been really 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 fun so that's, that's wow <laughs> thank you for sharing wow what a story I love I love hearing people's stories especially when they're like not linear and when you actually go out and do the thing that you've always wanted to do and you listen to maybe your intuition or your heart and you follow that it just changes everything doesn't it Oh my gosh, everything. And I really think like I struggle with anxiety and I struggle with this brain fog. I I truly believe it was like my body's way and my intuition's way of saying like, Shelby, you're on the wrong freaking path, wake up. And it was just like shaking me and, and, you know, knocking me down until I was finally like, oh, okay, I'm listening. Like, what do I need to get out of this? Yeah, it makes so much sense. Like it's it's always going to show up in in certain ways. Like for some people, it might be a, like a breakdown. Some people might lose their jobs or you can get dumped or everything together. And that's sometimes it's like a wake up call. Like, Hey, there's something you want to do. Maybe now is the time. Like, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's really hard when you're going through it. So how did you deal with that time when you, you know, well, you said you felt relieved when you got dumped, but it must have not been that easy. No. Um, so it's funny because after I got dumped, I kind of like jumped right into the next relationship and that one, you know, it was like the bandaid kind of like, I feel lonely. I feel alone. I'm not really ready to be alone to look at all the shit that I've been like shoving down for 25 years. Um, so I jumped right into another relationship after that. And that was the one that I think that was like the next thing to be like, shut, like rip off the bandaid time to actually look at your shit. Um, I, I was probably the most heartbroken I've ever been and the mm. most hurt. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so rejected. And so that relationship made me look because I I'd started on the personal growth path right around the time I started my business. So I had a little bit of awareness, but not of those deep childhood wounds, right? I hadn't taken the time to look at why I was clinging so much about to why, you know, I cared so much about what people thought of me. And so in this relationship, I felt really rejected, but I kept like clinging on close tighter because I wanted to make it work. I thought he was the one again. I I think everyone's the one. Apparently (laughs) I have a pattern, (laughs) 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 but, and so when that ended, I was just like, I felt so alone and I was all of a sudden sitting here with all the shit I hadn't dealt with. And, and, you know, again, I tried to go back to some of those old habits of like partying to, you know, relieve the pain, but I knew that wasn't right. And so finally I just had this, like, I stopped drinking for a hundred days. I, and I, I said, okay, I need clarity. Like I need something to happen to like help me understand why I feel this way and I want to feel a different way. And so I sat down on New Year's Eve um, a year ago now. Oh my gosh, that was just a year ago, a little over a year ago. And I I journaled, you know, I journaled out like how I wanted to feel, what I Mm -hmm. wanted my life to look like. I did all the vision work. And then I also did the inner work of like, why am I holding myself back from this? What are the and I, I, you know, I, bullying when I was a kid. So I cared so much about what people thought, but I was so afraid of rejection. And there's just all these, you know, we all have wounds, right? We mm, have yeah, we do. And so when I finally like looked at those and I, I, I could do the inner child work, that's when things really started to shift for me. And I'm not even sure what tangent I just went on, but I hope I answered your question. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I think we're just flowing here. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Like, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
it, it all makes sense. I think that that's the beauty of, of like this and the podcast. It's just like what needs to come out will come out. What information needs to come through will come through and just, you know, you, you flow. So that's yes. great. <laughs> Yes. But um, I, I had a bunch of questions come up when you were when you were talking. Um, so yeah, it seems like you you that New Year's Eve you decided you were going to make changes and you actually started the manifesting process, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Oh my gosh, crazy manifestation, like crazy manifestation within a year. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's really important what you said about doing the inner work and looking at the wounds and all that. And yeah, really digging deep because obviously I think there's a lot of uh, talk around manifestation and the law of attraction and it doesn't really look at that part. So I, I mean, I recently launched an online program about intuitive manifestation and it definitely digs deep and it looks at that part, like the blocks and delimiting beliefs and stuff like that. Because if we have things that are blocking us and if we don't do the inner work, then not much is going to happen in the external world. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And I see it still, right? Like I'm like, I can manifest some things all day. Like I manifested the house I'm living in. I manifested like quitting my job. I manifested, you know, finding an entrepreneur to work part-time for until my business took off. Like I manifested all these things along the way, but there were specific things that I could not manifest. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out why until I did that, you know, there's the, you know, for every level, there's another devil, right? Like they say that. And it's, if you have that block, that energetic block or that belief or the subconscious, like holding you back, it, it's going to decrease your vibration, right? Like you're, if you're just shoving it down and not looking at it and dealing with it, it decreases that energy that decreases that vibration. And we're going to somehow be pushing away what we really want because of some subconscious belief. So yeah, I 100% agree. Like and it's always, you know, we think I, I, when I first started, I don't know if this happened to you, but I first started my journey. I was like, oh my gosh, I understand myself. I get it. My wounds, I get them. Good. Sweet. I'm done. Right. Like I kind of got this, like, okay, I get myself. Like I'm spiritually awakened. We're good. And then, yeah. like, and then you're like, Definitely. oh, just kidding. I still have like all these other layers to peel back. So it's, you know, it's just continuing to peel back the layers so we can manifest more and more. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's always more layers to peel and no matter how much work we do, there's always more to be done, but that's the beauty of it. And yeah, it's all about peeling back those layers. I really love how you put it. And so when it comes to manifesting, what is your favorite tip for yourself and that you also give your clients? Uh, So in addition to clearing and doing the work, right? Like, first of all, get a coach so you can clear those wounds and and things quicker. Like that, that was honestly one of my biggest breakthrough moments and like clearing the wounds was just like, it it accelerates things. Right. But the, the other thing I love to do, like on a regular basis, a couple of times a week, I'll just drop into the vision. So I will start to envision what my, my life looks like or what I'm trying to call in you know, if I'm trying to fill up, like, let's say if you're in business and you're trying to fill up, a, you know, six spots for one-on-one, like this is sometimes what I'll do is I'll just drop in and look what it feels like. What are those women look like? What, are, what does it feel like to work with them? What does it feel like to fill that last spot? Or if I'm trying to manifest my mountain home, I'll walk through like a morning in that house of what my routine looks like what it feels like to be, you know, sitting on my deck and looking at the mountains. Like, what does it feel like to be in that vision? Because when we're feeling those feelings before it's there, we become a magnet for what we desire. Mm, I love that. I think that's so important, like embodying those feelings that you want to Mm -hmm. feel, right? And that can be overlooked sometimes, I think, but it really makes a difference because that's when you kind of, you raise your vibration to match what you want to call in. Mm-hmm. That yes. is beautiful work. Yes. And other than that, do you actually use your intuition to manifest or, or to run your business? I'm sure you do, but how, do, how does that pan out? How does that look like? 
for you? Yeah, um, absolutely. Like it took me a while to really like trust it. I think it takes practice Mm -hmm. of of knowing what that intuition feels like. And I think a lot of people, I I don't know if this happens with you, your clients of like not knowing what their intuition feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a practice, right? So now in my business, I'm pretty good about feeling into what excites me. And so for me, all of my intuition comes from my gut. I'm like, Mm. should I do this program? And it's a gut feeling like it's a knowing in my, in my gut that's like, yep. Or no, like, okay. should I do this? Should I do that? So yeah, I use it in my business. I think like most people, there's still moments where I question it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm still on that path of, is this it? And if it's if it's something that's really scary, I'll find myself going into my head a lot and being like, well, this, well, this, well, this, you know, and then yeah. questioning that. Um, yeah, so it, it's a... Uh, it's a practice like anything else, but it absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And um, I think that the better you understand how it works for you, like like you said, it's like the gut feeling, the better mm-hmm. you can work with it and start practicing more and more to use it in your life, in your business, whatever it is. And, um, and also, um, it's so normal to go back to the mind stuff and to doubting it. But I think mm-hmm. that as long as you understand what like what it's trying to tell you and that you recognize the intuition and not mm-hmm. mistake it for like ego, um, yes. then you can really <laughs> be more clear on what which direction would be the best for you. Yes. And that's the tricky part is when that ego likes to rear its little head. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it always will. And we have to yeah. accept it as part of, I mean, maybe some people will be enlightened and um, might not identify with ego at all, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be most of us. So I think we need to accept that reality, but um, okay. we can still, we can still navigate our, our lives, I think with, with it. And I think it, it goes back to that, like if you have fear of doing something and you know it's still something that you need to do, then you'll do it anyway, even if the fear is there. And I'm sure you felt that too when you started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too is when that intuition has been speaking to you so loudly for so long. Yeah. yeah there, become, there comes a time where you, the fear is there and you just don't care, right? It's like quitting my job. Uh, terrified. Like when mm-hmm. I left the VA, it was like everything in my life that I had worked towards, but I didn't love, like I worked towards mm-hmm. it for the wrong reasons. I was so terrified. I'm like, what am I going to do about health benefits? What, you know, all the thoughts, all the yeah. fear, all that like bubbles up. But at the end of the day, I was like, but I know I'm not meant to do this. And yeah. I know being here drains me energetically. Like that's another way I really tune into my intuition is like, how do I feel when I'm doing something? And if I'm feeling drained, I know it's not what I'm meant to do. You know, like my, mm-hmm. well, my energy, or I'm just like, I'll find myself at the kitchen cupboards. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that work. I'm like, okay, well, I clearly need to either offload this to someone or, or work my way out of it because this is not in the, in alignment with what I'm really meant to be doing. And so, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's interesting how it, that fear bubbles in or shows up or the ego shows up or mm-hmm. all, all the things. But I sometimes feel like if there is fear, it's probably also because it's trying to like, fear is what it's trying to protect us. Like, like the ego it's just trying to protect you. So if there is fear, maybe it's showing you the way you need to go in some way. Like not obviously if it's like this very instinctual fear that you're in danger and it's like physical danger. I wouldn't say that, but if it's like fear because you're not sure of what things will look like, how it's going to happen and actually how you're going to make it or stuff like that. I think that's more fears that are put in us by society and by our education and that they're actually maybe they're part of the process too. And if we follow that and we do it anyway, like we said, I think it can just lead to miracles. Oh, absolutely. Me and my, one of my really good friends were just talking about this. She is in the beginning, like she wants to start a business right Mm -hmm. now. And she, she's just like, but what if, you know, all those questions, all those fears. And she kind I think she knows what she should be doing. Like the message she should be sharing. She, she, that has been placed on her heart. 
but because she is so afraid, she thinks she has to start a business as a financial analyst, which is what she does for entrepreneurs. I'm like, no, but you have this message that you've been called to share. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you don't know how it's going to work out or how it's going to turn into a business, but I think it's time to start sharing that. But she's so afraid and she feels so much resistance around that, that she finds herself not doing it. And so there's this battle of like, fear versus just doing the thing right Mm, yeah it can be so hard honestly like for me it was too and I think for everyone who starts or most people who start like a business especially when there's it's so everything is so unsure and like Mm -hmm. unknown and you're stepping into that but you have to have some faith and trust and also I think um at some point when you're doing something like you were talking about that's so not in alignment and that makes you so miserable and drains mm-hmm. you, then it's almost like, okay, I'm afraid to do the other thing that I want to do, but I'm almost more afraid to stay in this stage yeah. forever and, and stay here. And that's just unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, the thing about fear is the more that you just do the thing, hmm the more you're like, you recognize the fear as the path, right? Like, it's almost like you have to start, even if it's scary, because then you're all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, yeah, here's fear, I see you. And you're leading my way, right? Like, now I'm at the point where, yes, I'm still scared. Yes, fear is still there. Mm -hmm. And I just know it's usually the path, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm so scared to do this. Mm -hmm. And I've done it before and I'm going to do it so again. It's almost like it's a muscle. So if there's people who are starting out who are like so terrified, I think that's the biggest thing you can remind yourself is that it's going to be scary the first few times and every time, but mm-hmm. you get used to the fear and it becomes this muscle. And it's like in that action that we forget about the fear. Yeah. So true. And I, I think what's coming to mind right now is have you read big magic by Elizabeth? Yes. <laughs> we hit yes. the part where the, like, she's like, okay, fear you're going to be here you're going to be on this journey with me I get you I see you but you're not going to be like driving you're not going to be in charge of the music or I don't remember exactly but it's (laughs) so good it's so that it's so true and it I guess you get used to it and you it never really goes away like even her she she wrote like a like a major best-selling book and she still has it so it's never going to completely leave us I don't think you're just going to get used to it I think that's a great reminder too is like I think we look at people are the mentors that we you know want to want to strive to be or the the leaders that we're really inspired by and we think that they're fearless and it's just not true Mm -hmm. we're all human we all have human fears we all have human programming I think you would have to be like a psychopath to not have fear (laughs) pretty sure sure. yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think so too it's actually worrying if you don't or I guess I don't know I guess maybe some people are really fearless but I think it's very very rare maybe they are just psychos I don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe that was an exaggeration but like no I think there is something to it honestly we all have it. <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, that's great. Thank you for, for sharing all that. Um, and I wanted to ask you, what does it feel like when you are connected and when you're you're in alignment? How does it feel like? Do you have any like tips for people who might not be sure? And maybe they don't really like where they're at right now, but they're not quite sure if they're in alignment or not. Um, would you have any tips around that? Yeah. Um... I just feel really at peace. Mm -hmm. Like there's this knowing and then there's this peace. And yes, the fear, like we said, might be there, but I feel this joy. Like I think when I feel most connected and when I feel most in alignment is when I'm out in nature. Mm -hmm. So I try to go out in nature like once a day and just go for a little walk, even if it's just like on a path that's really, you know, (laughs) nature-y. But (laughs) it, it feels like that when you're, you know, I think the, the best way to describe it is when you're like sitting on a beach or you're sitting in nature and there's just no cares and there's just like time passes and you're not sure how much or how little has passed. And there's just this feeling and this knowing that we're all connected and that we're all one and that we're all, you know, that you are a part of this bigger picture and mm. this little piece. And it, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, yeah, and verbalize, but I think it's that feeling of just being like totally at peace and totally knowing 
And I like it too. When I sit down to meditate, sometimes I get this, like this spinning feeling. I don't know what, I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe it, but like, I feel like the energy is just like flowing through me and I'm a part of the energy. And that sounds really like spiritual and woo woo, but it, that's kind of how I, how I would describe it. So those uh, are my experiences. <laughs> I love your images. They actually really, it's hard to explain, like you said it is, but I think the, the images that you just gave really represent it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess when you're you're connected, I mean, for me, when I am that, that way, my intuition just comes naturally and I can really listen to it much more. And I'm just, yeah, everything flows better. Oh, absolutely. I'm thinking about, so I'm really like torn of what I'm doing next. Like I have yeah. this lease that's coming to an end. I'm like, do I travel? Do I settle down, get an apartment for myself. Like what is next? And I, I, I'm literally going this weekend to hike by myself in the mountains because I know that is where I'll get my answer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I've done yoga this week and I'm doing more meditation and I'm really trying to drop in. But I know if I go up into the mountains and I just like have some time and some peace and, and some nature by myself, the answers will come through. Yeah, I think so. And I think they're always in you, but it's just a matter of yes. connecting to them and, and removing all the the doubts and all that. It's normal to be to feel a bit torn in the beginning, especially with something like this, because we do we do live in this world and some things have to be decided and whether it's lease or, or like sometimes it's financial things. It is a reality in at least it is a kind of reality for most people. So um, it is normal and it's just about finding ways that you can connect to to the truth within you already and find that and nature helps every time I think too yeah that's that's where I feel most connected and I think it's different for everyone but I think people can really feel connected and that peace in nature where mm-hmm. in the, and that's really just the way I create the space right mm-hmm. for the answers to come because we are so bombarded with all this information and all this like doing 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 and rushing from one thing to the next that it's like you have to create the space for the answers to come and the creativity to flow and all the all the things that you're really wanting to come through yeah and you said you you usually take a walk or you go in nature every day but do you have other practices that help you with that um, like getting connected. Yeah. Yeah. You know, aside from the walk, I, meditation has been, you know, if I'm consistent with it, Mm -hmm. I feel so good and so light and so connected and and the fear mind kind of settled down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that's a really big practice for me. And I like to try to get to yoga once a week. That tends to get me back in flow and and eating really clean, actually. You know, part of my nutrition is coming in huge handy (laughs) right now because knowing the foods and knowing, you know, what gets me out of alignment, alcohol, honestly, I will feel totally disconnected for a couple of days if I have even a drink or two, which is kind of crazy. And that's just me. But I really notice it for me as I feel totally like, okay, where's my intuition? Where's my guidance? Yeah. If I have a couple of, you know, you know, if I have one or if I, there's a week where I'm, you know, going to happy hours with friends, I'm just like, okay, I feel totally disconnected. So there's, there's practices I know that will get me back in alignment if I'm really focused on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting, though. The um, Like, obviously, alcohol will do that. And I know that before you practice Reiki, you're not supposed to drink the day before, at least 24 hours, I think. And um, so that's a really big one. I, are there other things for you that make you kind of less aligned or less connected yeah, I, you know, certain people who are really negative or energetically draining. Yeah. Um, I, and that's a really hard thing, too, I think, mm-hmm. for people who've had relationships with people for so long to kind of distance yourself. But that is a big one where I, if I'm around people who are negative or energetically draining, I'm like totally out of alignment for a few days. Um, being out of my routine, you know, mm-hmm. not having my morning practice, that is something where I'm like, okay, I feel totally like, off and totally like where am I I just need that morning grounding to really feel in alignment um those are those are kind of the big ones for me I think is like being around the wrong types of people the wrong types of food and alcohol Mm -hmm. and not having a morning routine if I'm not if I'm doing or not doing those things it's like 
I feel like a totally different person. Yeah, it makes sense though. And how do you deal with like, because like some people might have these um, negative people, like you described them, more mm-hmm. draining in their lives. How, like if you have a client that has this struggle and it's someone that's very close to them, whether it's family or a close friend, mm-hmm. how would you help them through it? I think number one, recognizing that it's never easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found most beneficial is not looking at it as like you're pushing away from that relationship, right? Because mm-hmm. you're creating resist- resistance and not like you have to cut them off and all of a sudden like, you know, never talk to them again yeah. and, be, you know, be rude. But it's it's one, creating space for yourself. So not maybe being around that person as much or, or having those practices that you are really grounded so that when you're around them, you, your energy is your own. You know, I'll do a lot of, um, energy work where I'll make sure my aura is, is kind of guarded or I'll create Mm -hmm. a bubble around myself where I'm like, my energy is mine. Your energy is yours. I'll do a lot of, um, cord cutting meditations. If I Mm -hmm. feel like there's an energetic connection and, I think it's important to surround yourself with what you want to become. And so what I've, you know, the past two years, I have called in relationships that are healthier with Mm -hmm. people who are at a higher vibration, with people who have the same mindset, who are supportive of, of what I am, you know, trying to do and trying to achieve. And so it's uh, the best analogy someone ever told me is that you're, you feel you're played up so much with the good stuff that you forget that like that person, maybe the brownie that you're like, mm, I don't know if I should, should dabble in that today. It, your plate is so full of the veggies, so full of the, the bright, vibrant people or the bright, 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 vibrant foods that you forget about the brownie, right? Yeah. You're so satisfied with the, the healthy choice for yourself that the negative choice or the choice that isn't such so much in alignment Mm-hmm. that makes sense you, you're not you know craving it because you have all the other stuff that you need right you have the relationships that are fulfilling you I love that and it's it makes me think of um because I, I studied at IIN so the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and they have a, a actual term for that but with actual food but it really applies to everything it's crowding yeah. out like you crowd out you have like so much of the good stuff that the other stuff is like it's it doesn't have any space anymore which yes. is really a good way to start. Yes. It's not like you're just cutting things out and being like, now I feel empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're satisfying that craving for connection and relationship with better connections and relationships that are not draining you and not sucking your Absolutely. And I also love what you said about the um, energy bubble, like the protective kind of halo or something. Because yeah. I, I remember at some point... Um, I had that. I had a job at some point, which which was um, a student part time job. But there was this girl who was working there, and she was very. Um, I think she had a lot of problems. So I, I mean, I don't want to judge anyone, but it was very hard to be around mm-hmm. her because some days she was very nice, and sometimes she would just come and look at me like she was going to kill me, and <laughs> it was really really tough. So oh my I had to, to find a way to kind of protect myself and my energy. And I hadn't really heard about this, but that's what I did. I, I imagine every time walk, before walking into the office, having this halo protective bubble or whatever you want to call it around me. And it really helped a lot, but it was, it was tough. It's like, honestly, it's not easy, especially, especially when it's so close to you. If it's work, you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time there. If it's like private like like family and stuff you you might also have to be around people like that a lot so it's but it's a really good tip it works really well mm-hmm. another one I like is I'll get like a black tourlamine or some side of mm, sort yeah. of like energy absorbing crystal and I'll put it in my pocket and so when I feel like I've taken on some of their energy I'll just send it to the crystal I'll be like okay this isn't mine it's you know putting it here yeah, I always have one next to me. Like I can, I'm seeing it right now. And then you just have to cleanse it, right? That's it. Yeah. They're magical little things. They are. <laughs> I love crystals. Same. And In addition to how pretty they are. Oh yeah, that really helps, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I was going to ask you, like, you said you are a Reiki practitioner. Do you actually practice? And is it part of your business or not yet? Or Not yet. Um, so the Reiki I, training I went to, they require like six months in between getting Reiki 2 certified is where you can do distance Reiki. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I would love to be able to send my clients Reiki mm-hmm. and you know, help them get into alignment when they're going through a tough time. But right now it was really for personal. I just felt really drawn to it and mm-hmm. really called to step into that for some time. And I never, I never really planned on making it a part of my business aside from like maybe some distance Reiki, but I don't plan on doing it in person. I want all of my business to be virtual so that I can travel and do the things I want to do. Oh yeah. That's so fun. I feel you on that too. <laughs> And so what are the main things you focus on with your clients? You kind of mentioned that you do some life coaching and some business coaching. And what, what is the, the thing that you um, enjoy doing the most or is it everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think I've been collecting skill sets um, to do business coaching. I, mm. I get so lit up about that. I got, you know, so excited when all of my life coaching clients I, I took on kind of turned into business coaching. I was like, yes, let's do this. And so for me, it's been really fun to help other light workers step into their power and not only step into their power, but make it profitable, right? Because I think it's a lot of light workers step in and they have these money stories that are showing up or they mm. have these energetic blocks that aren't allowing the clients to flow in or they have that fear of putting them fear of being seen fear of putting themselves out there. And so for me, it's been really fun to use my life coaching skills. You know, part of building that skill set was I needed to be the life coach so that I can help the business coaches clear the blocks. Um, and so I do a little bit of everything, you know, doing the spiritual work. Some, some client calls I'm jumping on, we're talking about business and some client calls I jump on, we're talking about clearing those energetic blocks and going mm-hmm. back to those childhood wounds so that we can figure out what's really holding them back from that next level in their business. So for me, that is what I'm most excited to do. I still do health and wellness. I still put out courses for that. Um, but more so focus on like the spiritual side of food. So, um, I, I, I really enjoy spirituality. I really enjoy, you know, the mindset stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think that the nutrition and the holistic health is a tool to complement that. Mm, Right. Yeah. So everything is really, yeah, everything comes down to, I really want to help other light workers step into their purpose, but, um, that's, that's what I get most excited about. Yeah. And it's all connected. And I love that you're like collecting uh, skill sets from different, different areas and different, like, yeah, it just all comes down to one thing. Yeah. And well, and it's crazy too. Cause like when I was on this path, I'm like, why, why am I keeping, why do I keep shifting? Why do I keep like wanting to change? Why do I keep like, and it, you know, it evolves. Right. And mm-hmm. then you look back and you're like, Oh, if I didn't have the nutrition, I wouldn't be able to help like mm-hmm. holistic health coaches start a business. Cause I wouldn't know how to do it. Well, now I've done that. Right. And then yeah. I did that. And that's part of my business. And I wouldn't know how to coach business coaching clients had I not done the inner work and worked with life coaches and, you know, been a life coach, you know, and, and that's part of what I do is business and life coaching. Mm-hmm. But it, if that piece wouldn't be there, I really wouldn't be able to serve those business coaches on the same level. And so it's all, you know, looking back, we don't always know why we have been on the path we've been on, For sure. but it's leading us to a certain place. Yeah, definitely. And it all makes sense when you look back, not necessarily when oh, you're in it. <laughs> no, you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I called to do this now? You know, we don't always know, but it, it always, pieces always fit together. Yeah, always. And what is, what is one of your favorite tools to release the blocks with your clients, with yourself? Always ch- inner child work. Like mm. it always comes back to that little, little girl inside of me and she's scared, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm feeling really triggered, if I'm feeling really worked up, um, <laughs> it's always, okay, what does she need from me right now? Yeah. Why is she scared? Where, where was she, you know, where is this coming from? Um, if I have a block, it's always, it's always a wound. So I always yeah. look back, okay, where, what does my little girl need right now? Why is she, why is she hurting? And then mm. having those conversations and nurturing her mm. is, is probably my favorite part. 
That's beautiful. Do you do meditations mostly for that or journaling both? Journaling, visualization. So I'll, yeah, kind of yeah. like sitting in meditation, visualization, or just having a conversation, like taking an old picture of myself yeah. when oh, I'm at yeah. that, that place where I was really struggling and I'll kind of like look at her and then I'll visualize her and just have a conversation with her and reparent, you know, and because our mm -hmm. mind really doesn't know that difference between what's reality and what we put into our mind. So when you're reparenting, you're actually reprogramming neural pathways. It sounds a little weird to be like, I'm having a conversation with my two-year-old self, but for the more practical people out there, the more logic, you know, like left-sided brain people out there, it actually reprograms your neural pathways. So you're mm -hmm. actually helping yourself move through those fears, those move through those wounds when you're doing the reparenting work. So it's a really, really cool practice that not only is kind of on the spiritual side, on the metaphysical side, but it's also actually like scientific, which I think they both blend together. Yeah, they um, do. I think so too. Yeah, that's beautiful work. And I think it's needed for almost, I mean, all, almost everyone, at least everyone I know yeah, would benefit I, from this. I and haven't it, found anyone who doesn't benefit from <laughs> Yeah, same. And it really just, I think it works <laughs> with the subconscious mind, right? Doing that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love all things um, linked to the subconscious mind because it helps with everything. It's all connected. Everything is always, <sighs> all, always connected. And I love that. Same. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's been such an amazing conversation. Thank you for everything that you've shared. So much wisdom, so much good stuff. And before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you a few quick questions to end um, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Fire away. <laughs> yeah. So your the first one is what is your sun sign and also moon and rising if you want to share? Ooh, yes. So my sun sign, I, I think mine is kind of interesting. So sun sign is Virgo. Um, mm. so more like the planner, the type A side of me. Mm -hmm. My my rising sign is Sagittarius, so more Ooh, of like the like... free spirit <laughs> traveler, that side. So they, that's kind of a fun combination there. Um, my moon sign is Capricorn. Okay. I have, a, I have a ton of Virgo and Capricorn throughout my whole birth chart. So really like the, the driven doer, mm -hmm. um, planner, all that. Also that having that, my moon sign has been one of my biggest, um, struggles almost because I'm, I, my emotions, you know, like I don't want to talk about my emotions. I yeah. don't want to express them. I avoid them. And so for me, that is one of my big, one of my biggest my big work essentially mm -hmm. is like actually feeling and dropping into my emotions when they're coming up um, and speaking them, you know, yeah. talking to people about them, letting them know I'm feeling that way is really, really difficult for me. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's cool. I think you can learn so much from astrology, especially if you don't just look at your sun sign, but the whole yeah. thing, like this obviously is just a little bit of, um, like the sun, moon and rising gives you a little bit more depth, but then there's so much more if you look at the entire chart, right? Yes. It's really oh fascinating. Gosh, yes. <laughs> so fascinating. I'm just like, and it, and it's crazy how accurate it is. I had my birth yeah. chart read a few a month or two ago and I was like okay how do you know all of that from my birth chart like that's crazy, it's crazy but it's, it's, right? <laughs> it's such a cool tool to use because we can learn a lot about ourselves and learn what we need to work on or what we can use mm -hmm. to, to get to the next level too so it's been fun absolutely um what is one of your favorite quotes or mantras um Ooh, I think it's, I think one of my favorites is what is, what you seek is seeking you because Ooh, it reminds roomy. me, Rumi, yes. It reminds me that one, if I'm seeking the wrong things, it's going to find me. Yeah. And what I really desire is also out there, right? Like yeah. what I desire is seeking me. It wants to find me. And it's just a nice little reminder. So it's probably one of my favorites, but there's a ton. <laughs> yeah, no, for me too. I love that one. I used to have it as a screensaver. It's beautiful. I love Rumi, everything. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, what is your favorite beverage? Uh, bubbly water, like soda water, club soda with some lemon and lime. I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with bubbly water. <laughs> It's a really stupid obsession, but yeah, anything like just like natural bubbly water. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Haven't Pretty had simple. anyone say that yet, so it's pretty cool. 
fun. <laughs> um, since you're a Sagittarius rising, what is a dream destination or your next destination on your list? Ooh, that's such a great question. Um, I think like my big dream one is the Swiss Alps. Um, oh, wait, that's where I'm you're from, from Switzerland. Yeah, I'm not from the Alps, but I'm from Switzerland. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, they have just been. Every time I see them in pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, where is that? I need to go. And it's always the Swiss Alps. I'm like, okay, I really, and I actually flew over them um, on a Europe trip one time. I was, I was in Switzerland just as like a layover and I, we flew over them. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are beautiful. I need to come back. So um, my dream is to save up enough money to bring both of my parents with me. And my dad really wants to see the Swiss Alps. So I think it'd be oh, really fun. That's so together. sweet. You want to share it with them? Yeah, it, it is so beautiful. Much for me, so yeah, give <laughs> back. Well, soon, soon enough, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> what is one of your favorite books, or one that you're currently reading? Um, you know, there's a few books that have really changed my life. I think The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein is one mm. of my all-time favorites. I'm not reading it currently, but it's it's it was one that just kind of like changed the way I looked at the world so yeah that's one of my favorites um yeah I love I that one too I have too many but that that one is always the okay, one when that, people that's ask, the like, one read this one sticks out. <laughs> perfect well I'll put it in the show notes so that people can <laughs> awesome. read it too and the last one which can be a little bit tricky depending on who I ask it to is what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're currently doing for work Oh, yeah. I I love what I'm doing. I think the next level is speaking engagements. I would love to do events um, and hosting retreats. So I think that's my next phase. I just am, I'm still working on building when I've put, you know, laying the groundwork, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Because I think that that's what I dreamt of when I was a kid was doing like public speaking. I told my parents I was going to be a motivational speaker when wow. I was like uh, so young, super young. I wanted to do this. So I think that's, that's kind of ingrained in me, even though speaking in public terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, like everyone. We talked about fear. So I think you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's the right path. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think you're... you're the little you, the child you were, knew that that was on your path. So it's just a matter of time as well until you get there. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. It was so fun talking to you and I'm really grateful that we connected. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure and our conversations are always so incredible. So I agree. So fun. fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, so that's it for today's episode, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and I will talk to you very soon. Take care.